You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. This is AfterBuzz TV, Boardwalk Empire Edition. Tonight's host is Paul Ashton. Joining Paul will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Kevin Undergaro, Bethany Gaber, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Paul Ashton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV for Boardwalk Empire Season 1, Episode 6. I'm Paul Ashton here with my fellow Boardwalk fans to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment tonight, uh, Phil is going to discuss for us uh, the inception of Boardwalk Empire, where the show came from. Uh, Plus, we will get to all of your Boardwalk news and gossip for this week. But before we do, Kev, why don't you break it down for us? Give us a quick stroll down the Boardwalk. Well, in Chicago, we see the escapades of Al Capone, Jimmy, and Johnny Torrio. While in New Jersey, we see Nucky deal with Lucky Luciano and his new mistress, Margaret Schroeder. We see Margaret take on uh, Lucky's old mistress and adapt to her new flat-slash-lifestyle, provided, of course, by Nucky. We see a a great revealing exchange uh, between she and Mrs. McGrary. And even more revealing, we see another uh, dark and creepy layer um, uh, to Agent Van Alden's character. Right. Uh, now, before we get stuck into some breaking down the episode, uh, let, you mentioned Miss McGarry. Uh, in, in our last AfterBuzz TV um, episode, I referred to her as um, uh, Maggie Smith. Uh, it is not Maggie Smith, and I apologise to Maggie and to Dana Ivy, who plays her. They are the dead spit of each other. Um, uh, uh, probably a bit of a, um, a massive call for them to pull Dame Maggie from the set of... Uh, 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 Hogwarts Seven. Um, they are the dead spit, and Dana Ivy's probably got that her whole career. She's been in so many movies, and um, yeah. So my apologies for that. <laughs> but moving right along, let's get on with the show. Let's start with Jimmy and Al. Um, the, we we uh, saw some great developments in their relationship today, um, and uh, also in in their escapades in terms of taking over Chicago with their boss, um, Kevin. Uh, let's let's talk about Al Capone. Um, you, you, you've, taught, you've mentioned how you, you feel that this um, representation of his violence is very accurate historically from what you I mean, know. From my, I'm a history major from college, and right, from so what I knew, yeah. uh, from my studies, yes. Except uh, tonight we, we saw this whole other side to Al Capone and, and su- like really superbly executed by uh, the, the, the actor playing... Al, whose name I don't have in front of me. Stephen Graham. Thank you, Phil. I mean, that was, well, that we was saw, really nice, wasn't it? Yes, we saw uh, the human side of him. Yeah. Which, again, it, it, it seems accurate to me because I do know that with his, his how he felt. And, again, I don't know if the son – I had never heard that the son was deaf. Deaf. But I knew that he had a, a cool relationship with the son. And, and, and uh, I don't know if it's – 
something back then or if it was Italian or what. But, you know, it's almost what they've said Frank Sinatra had with his son, where it was love, but then there was also a little bit of distance as well. And I I know well, with Al Capone's he, son. There's like your pride is injured because your son is, is not fully healthy. Or maybe they just can't live up to your – it's just really hard for them to live up to your to your greatness. And I, it, what I knew of Al Capone's son, and I didn't know about the deaf thing, and I, and I want to look into it more, mm. but I knew that he was not – privy to the business and a lot of the old 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 school mobsters and again like you know Gotti was one of the ones to break this was that you never had your children get involved in the business yeah and and started back then with the capones of the world and so the son was very far removed for it in fact just died a couple of years ago like literally about two years ago he lived this very quiet life in Chicago. Right. I mean, excuse me, in Florida. Florida, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah. and I don't know if I said this on another show, but about three or four years ago, I called him. Yeah, you said that. I just yeah. picked up the phone and called him randomly, and then I, you know, I got a, an answering machine of an, an older guy's voice. But I was always fascinated why the media, or I know he purposely stayed under the radar, but I would just would have loved to have talked to him. But he, but for the purpose of the show, what I liked is how far removed he was. I, I'd love to know if he was deaf. I'd love to know... Did did Al marry an Irish wife? You know that gets alluded to as well. Yeah, and and um, by Al's mom. And I do like seeing the human side of him. You know, talking with Jimmy. Um, yeah, as human as they can they, get. Yeah, it's interesting how they get. They they like coming into this episode. Al's been the loose cannon, yes. the violent one. He's kicked people in the head. He's sort of by um, not handling the meeting with um, the, the the Greek town meeting in. And two episodes ago, things got heated up. Um, Pearl got killed. Jimmy comes in and all of a sudden has Johnny's ear tonight. Yeah. Um, and he's being more strategic. Al gets sent out to go and clean the car. And then when push comes... And, and I loved the five-finger fillet, uh, but it's before Johnny walks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Dumity and Michael Pitt was doing it. Right. Like, he had that knife. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it was blunted, but he's he was doing that for sure. Click, 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 click. In between click, the click, fingers. Great sound design, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, full credit. How long must have Michael Pitt spent doing that? I don't... I did. Could you see the hand? And I, in the one shot, the one I, shot I, yeah. I think you the could. In the one shot, I think you could. Okay. Unless, yeah. Phil, I go to you, Phil, do you think it was like a fake hand there? Uh, put up uh, on the table. We certainly had a body double for Margaret Schroeder today, but uh, I don't know if, I don't know if there was a body double for that. I don't. Know, I don't think there was a do- uh, body double. Maybe it was some sort of other trick. I don't think a hand double, but um, no. I mean, may- maybe you know, you always hear those sort of stories where I mean, he could Michael Pitt could have either learned it or it's something that he. I knew. believe anyone part of the show is very committed. So yeah, I would or, or I think it's one of those things did. where he knew that, and, and the, so the and then they wrote it in. Yeah. Well, yeah. like he already had the skill. Yeah. Right. Or oh, and they probably use a plastic but knife or something. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> sure. But but what I love, <laughs> but what I love is how real he is and and how he exposed Capone a number of times yeah. tonight. Right. A number of times, right then and there. Um, Al backed out on 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 matching him in front of the ladies because he has he no couldn't... wartime experience. That's He's a right. fraud. Right. Uh, then, um, you know, it was re- looked like it was Jimmy's plan to, 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 to kill them. And he was ready to pull a knife out in the room. I mean, that was like... And, and obviously, when he put his dog tags on... Uh, when was, he, I'm going back to war. I'm going yeah, back to war. I'm prepared to, I'm prepared to die, mm-hmm. is what that means, right? He sent it, that's why he sent his money and his, to, to his family. Basically, yep. like, okay, that's it. It could all go down tonight. He was prepared to, to, to be killed for what? For Pearl. 
Oh, which was and that, what what was that what was that piece of paper she had written their names on that little was that a, an advertisement or something? It, it was tying back to the oranges that he was he had made for her in like the previous episode, squeezing Lovely. the but, orange juice. By the oh sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, go right uh, ahead. By the way, do you know guy? Do you know how like back then dog tags actually worked or like what their full purpose was? Please, uh, please go. Um, yeah, it's for, it's for if someone dies, right? Or was it different? It's well, it's for when it's someone you dies. They, they stick, stick it between your teeth. teeth yep. You know, so he wanted his name out there, so in case he did die, you know, it, it's very symbolic. A, he's going to war, but he also wanted his name in case he did die, so that people know would know who he was. Yeah, yeah, right. So identification of of the crime. Being like associated with it, um, but you see the I love the the uh, so much was said in the hotel uh, the 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 exchange between Al Capone after this all goes down. I right, don't, and I don't mean to jump ahead. So I, I just realized it was so to me it was so interesting to see Al the human side come out on how bad he feels about the the kid and, and he's and and you know I, I, wrote, I wrote down geez some of the some says, of the quotes here I want to look down. Go ahead. This has something to say about, well, Al's son actually was, he was deaf. He was deaf. Yeah, um, yeah in real life. He, he was born with syphilis, which his father gave to him. Oh, that's what he said. He, he that's, said to, he said to I Jimmy, so I all gave the bad things that I did. But was there a double entendre to that, meaning the sins of the father? That's what I, that's how I had interpreted it. So it was, it was probably yeah. both things. What do, you, what, how do, what do you mean by that? that I, I, because he has not necessarily been a nice person. He's done right. bad things and... And so he is paying for his sins, and his God his is, is God is punishing the family. Absolutely, that, right. that's how I interpreted it. But yes, yeah, so as did I, I at the it time. It has double meaning. It yeah. did have the double meaning. Yeah, yeah. nice. And also, of course, um, after the successful uh, re- revenge killings, and like, guess who owns the Greek, Greek town now? Smashing the back of the head. I mean, wasn't that one hell of a scene? Amazing. And really enjoyed. That I closed um, my eyes I, a I'm couple a, of times. I, I'm a wimp. I don't know if you saw that. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime things get really violent, no. I just close my it, eyes. It, do you guys see any meaning between the fact that Al shot at um, Jimmy's ear? Uh, the beginning of the last episode. Yes, and the fact that his own son was deaf. Or my 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 no, my no, reaching. That's, no, I think that that. Yeah, I, I'm. In, in, I don't know if Al is consciously. No, but the writers. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and and Jimmy's ear bleeding. Yes. and Pearl, you know, cleaning it out for him at the time. I mean, like, I found that maybe I want you to be a mess like me. Oh, God. Like I'm jealous. You know what I mean? I brought this on my son, and yeah. you know my life's messed I up. I don't know deep this, down but there's because you're clearly on. superior to me. There, he knows he's, he knows it. Yeah, yeah, he and knows. He really it. saw it, and he. I mean, it's that thing of when, when someone knows that they're beat like that, especially mm-hmm. someone like like of that like who uses their fists to right, to, to solve everything. Yeah, and you can see he's him an animal trying try, try to be, bring Jimmy down in front of everyone to, to make himself feel better. And then Jimmy and then still Jimmy, trumped him with one call. And 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 then Al sort of had to come back with the steaks and say the red the meat I, I love the bloody scene. steaks. Yes. Um, I mean, what do they? What does that mean? Raw what does this say for the for the for the future? I love the the conversation when they ha- they have, and he says, "Well, what are we?" And and Jimmy says, "Well, accomplices." And he's like, "We're not we're not friends." And what I what I love about it is because under any other given circumstances, they would not be friends. He, Jimmy would not be sitting at a table with right. that man. But given their circumstances, they they have you know bonded. That but it, I also felt it was as if Al felt like 
was saying that th- that means we are friends. He's, that's what he said. He goes, same thing. Because he's such a thug and such a... It's very Italian. Yeah, and he's also not very smart. It says a lot about him. That says everything about his life I think it's less about being Italian. I think it's more about the fact he is just a thug and he's just not very... He's not that bright. But, would, so, but has he ever opened up to anyone like he just did to Jimmy? Probably not because he's not been around anyone cultured and sensitive enough, which Jimmy is. Jimmy has an ability which, which, to be silent and let people But thugs generally talk. will do that. Yeah. I mean, you know, my past being with the wretched, uh, always would – they would always – I would always see the. They would always open up their human side to me. Yeah, right. He was having a ba- you know, having a diploma, basically, right, which made me different from them. And right. then they would always you feel know, feel compelled to try and prove themselves. Always, or just just no, because they, they're still all they're human beings at the end of the day, and they want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell the fellow thug because it's like, ah, what are you broad? <laughs> and they smack you in the side of the head, or right. So they or feel you they have weakness. An, you can show audience, weakness to Jimmy, someone who can hear them yes. and understand them. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was that was a stunning scene and like really, really stunning performance. Quite frankly. Oh yeah. It's I, I and I know you've talked about this previously, but I I love watching Al Capone just kind of like just just not fully functioning. Not, I mean, he, we usually see him as this strong and powerful man. I mean, historically, just, in, historically in, in, Hollywood, in Hollywood, yes. And, and we're seeing this is the young thug like, it's, this is before the expensive suits and the I, and the limousines. Yeah. I hate to make this this comparison, but it's, it's a lot of the times why people watch before they were stars. And they love seeing movie stars doing silly commercials and, and struggling and bad performances. And we've never seen this before yeah. i love it yeah. yes yeah. i love it and i just I, I think well sorry what's his name again phil uh stephen graham stephen graham is just doing such a stunning I think job best what's, ever. He, what's he been in what, what have we seen him in before I don't, know. Uh, I don't know i think this this may be his like sort of bigger shot you know yeah. they, they, well I, he, Corey, has, he, he, he Corey, found him specifically up. he, he, he talk about grabbing the bull by the horns i mean it is such a clear and 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 layered uh uh you know Performance and and I can't wait to just watch how this develops. It's pure. And if these, it's really pure. It's extremely so, raw. It's yeah. extremely raw. But and yeah, but it, but it's 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 got technique and it's refined and it's sophisticated I, within that. I agree. I'd like to see some some you know SAG nominations for for, for him. I right. think, again, once we get over the the hump of we have to give out these awards to all these other shows that are amazing <laughs> right now. Yeah. But next season, the season after, they'll, they'll all get their due. String it last episode into this episode. I mean, uh, uh, this show really is really. Are right, you with me now? Watch. Hey, I've never. <laughs> not been with you. You're painting me into this call like I hated this show. I've always been into it. I need um, you to call it and tell us how bad he I'm hates just it happy to, I'm just happy to... Crit- and by the way, the, uh, the scars, I think, came from, I think, a cop. A cop? I think earlier on in his yeah. life, he was arrested, and I think he was he was roughed up. And Corey, have you found anything? Ste- yeah, Stephen Graham was in Snatch. Uh, uh-huh. He was oh, in Gangs go. in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was in so Band. So he's a couple episodes of Band. band uh, Band of Brothers. So just is he just, English? Just, yeah, he's an English actor. Oh, yeah. wow. Band of Brothers. Yeah, and you know, he's see, English. But I'll tell you, inspiration. Amazing. It's 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 what I always tell people about Zach Galifianakis's career. He's right. been around for a long time, yeah. and yes. he's finally getting his due. And so you look at a kid like this, and you, some of those a snatch was a long time ago, you guys. It was. And so you know, and he's a young guy. He at least he looks it. But it's it's a long, long journey to I, get I to mean, this point. I mean, and we always talk about it. But Cranston's the same. Brian Cranston was right. at it for so, age. John Hamm. All both came to the game. I mean, you know, into our yeah, having view, little little beats, little blips on the radar. But yeah. Yeah. so that's why it's about you know hanging in and hanging Naomi in and Watts. enduring. Naomi Watts. 
11, 12 years in LA before Mulholland Drive was about to pack oh, it up and go home. Right. I love it. Apparently. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, since he was on gang- Gangs of New York, you know, Scorsese, I, I think, pretty sure it was Scorsese who cast him into that role. Because he knew, yeah, yeah. from Gangs. And, and by the way, you know, you see these the, the, the intimacy of the HBO shows. Um, even the guy who plays Nucky's dad. Right. Um, is 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 a retread? You know, it We've was Carmela's father on The Sopranos. Right. Oh it was God, James Gandolfini's uh, Tony Soprano's father-in-law. Well, yeah. Well, why, you know? I mean, why wouldn't you? I, I mean, I, you, I mean, why wouldn't you use someone who you've worked with before, who you know can stand up and deliver? I well, mean, you know, and, back in the day, there used to always be that that the stigmas of stereotypes and whatever. What I love now is, you know, it used to be back in the day. I mean, Lucille Ball was lucky that she got three. Roles. She yeah. had the I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. then she did the Lucy show, and then it was like, um, I've, here's Lucy. And that was like, like, oh, wow, unheard of. But today, it's so great that they're just putting na- known actors in, in several. I mean, look at uh, Michael Chiklis yeah. from the Commission to to S.H.I.E.L.D. to now Modern no, Family. Mary, and he's no a young guy, family. so you yeah. know there's going to be two or three others in him yeah. before it's all said and done. But I, it's it's just nice to see that. It, that's gone where those people are getting chances that wouldn't. Um, so, so anyway, Jimmy uh, gets his revenge on those uh, the guys who killed Pearl. Um, they've taken over um, Greektown pretty completely looks, and, uh, and, and Jimmy is now kind of uh, a new kind of oh, hotshot in yeah, Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is going to be very interesting for the future I mean, between him and Nucky, right? basically, he's third in command. I mean, it seems like, you know. And he's developing. He's, he's, I mean, he, the way that he stood up to Al in front of everyone like that showed... Um, uh, balls and oh, yeah. uh, the guy the guy's stealing and I can't wait to see where he goes let's uh, move on to uh, Margaret and um, her sort of uh, fall wow, uh, what like a little, great I mean what a great little just an episode arc from high romance to whore I mean you know in terms of how she was feeling about herself and what was going on around her high price tour I mean, I loved at the beginning, like that first time we see her um, with Nucky in the room. She she says, "What do you want me to be, an Irish maiden, mm-hmm. or something?" Or did she say that about herself? Um, right. Uh, and then just feeling at the end like she was just another one of the concubines. It's like, what is that? Yeah, like a, a like concubine street <laughs> or something? It's and, a very nice street. Uh, <laughs> right. I love it how she. So she goes and and uh, she. We we find out early on in the episode she's been made an offer. You know, she goes to to get advice from. But Mrs. no, Gary. but it, that's. Let's discuss the fact that she went to Mrs. McGrady. M- McGarry. McGarry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wh- why? I adore that. I mean, I have my opinions, but, like, I thought that was amazing. Like, right. you know, usually, like, you work alone. You know, she didn't have to <laughs> tell her. She could have had her deal. Or but the fact that she went to her. Did she need to do that to feel okay about it herself? I, As a bit, like, like what's, a, what's, what's your instinctive female perspective, Bethany, on that? <laughs> <laughs> right, turns over here. If um, you were offered by, by Nucky. Offer, I mean, I, I think what, what Dana ends up saying in that is, is, is so fantastic because she just evaluates and, and gives us this little bit of exposition of like, okay, this is what's happening at this period of, in time, mm-hmm. and until we have the right to vote, um, you need to do what you. And have how to do. progressive <laughs> is her? You know, this lady you think I was is shocked dressed by in, her response. Just in black, yes. you'd see her clutching a Bible, being this like, you know, and for her to really. And, and you, remi- but you remember yourself like this is she's fighting for the right to vote, so she's clearly someone who's so kind of with it, and the fact that she. I was like, oh, you got to play ball a little bit. I can't believe that. But but before, but I think the it was better, a better question. Scene. It was so but a, beautiful. But the better question I have, Bethany, for you, is why did 
Margaret go to her? I mean, she's clearly her mentor. I, I don't think the episode... I never got the impression she was a mentor, though, until, until now. Until that moment. But so she I, went out to her for, for approval, for, mentorship? For, yeah, for, for advice. For may, I, may I offer one other thing that I'm not saying is true, but my, I'm questioning. It's, could it be partly that and partly the fact that she wants to work all sides because it's not like... Her ultimate Absolutely. goal is to be with Nucky. Her yeah. ultimate goal is to be a successful woman in America. Yeah. Is that the reason why? So and what, so, to keep her on side politically? So, right. So we have her. We've got Nucky. To get her got, blessing so that in the future they're not on opposite sides of yeah, whatever maybe. it is. Yeah, maybe. You know, and, and, and maybe it's not so consciously calculated, but mm-hmm. maybe subconsciously she uh, sees, again, as a mentor, she sees her as a strong woman yeah. and someone who's important to have around as much as it is important to have Nucky. Yeah, no, too. you need alliances. I mean, so if maybe you're, that's you're... what it is, which again shows how smart she is and how layered she is. Yeah. And of course, she gives her the book on uh, what was the book called? Again? Uh, family limitation. Family family limitations. Yeah. How to limit. And your again, family, how progressive right? for a, for a woman back then to be saying, yeah, no, you don't have to have eight kids. Corey, basically. do you have any information on on that that publication? Was that real? Yeah, yeah, it was a real a real book. It was um, 1917. It came out, and it's basically about how to. It's about family planning, right? I mean, Lysol is some kind of it's a cleaner. Cleaning, that, so. that shocked me. I was absolutely shocked because Corey, I, anything else on so, it? What, like, why did that shock you, Bethany? Because in in my daily life, Lysol well, you know what means Lysol is? like to like Detergent. clean a window yeah. or like wash. So she's like, cleaning a out table. her ins. She, she's oh, stopping. It's so us toxic. That Corey, you just, anything else to speak pregnant. to that at all? They, uh, it just says. I mean, it was basically the subject of the book was birth control. Well, that's all you got. So, so, so you're basically poisoning you're douching yourself. with Lysol. Yeah. yeah, and it said in there there was you know, the other word. And, and so she's, I mean, you, you uh, I mean, it it can't be good for you. Is all I'm no, thinking. I mean, no, no matter what. Today's whether... Lysol, I wouldn't put it anywhere near my private parts, um, <laughs> ever. But I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's not the same exact substance. Um, I'm sure Lysol has progressed. I just didn't know that was the foundation of Lysol. Well, ironically, yeah. don't they advertise, you know, safe for kids? That's that's Lysol's deal. You know, keep your kids clean and safe. Really? <laughs> or, or or just or just or not 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 in existence. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nice. Is. Okay. So uh, so she really had a, and I mean, as you predicted, um, uh, last AfterBuzz discussion, Bethany, the cycle kind of continued. She got set up. She got. She was going to go and see um, uh, the magician. Famous uh, Houdini's brother, Houdini's brother, and Houdini. Uh, <laughs> that is, funny. but again, again, great writing because no, not the first string, the second string. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're not going to be a wife; you're going to be a mistress. Welcome to it. Yeah, and you know, and just, just, you know, more symbolism is the, the miserable, her old neighbor. The lady oh, wasn't who she sold nasty? her out to Von Alden. Yeah. But she said, you know, how nice the other husband was because he brought day-old crawlers. Ah. Uh. What 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 does that actually mean? It's a donut, like it's right. a kind yeah, of a donut, kind of but like... day old. So once again, it's just not quite mm. right. Yeah, and yeah. I think what you're seeing with Margaret is any character, she, you know, she sold her soul, and now you're going to get all that goes with it. Did she really sell her soul? Do you think she sold her soul? Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, I guess not, because she does really like him. Mm-hmm. So that's the part of her soul she hasn't sold, but you know, now she's basically cared for, and now you have to get all that goes with it, you do. which is. Yeah, which well, she certainly had to compromise herself one way or another, and uh, and look at the class she's put her in. Like that, that ditz that bimbo comes in. Oh, can my kids sit with your kids? Yeah, and, yeah. It's like they've all 
yeah, she really that really hit her hard, and that, that final shot of her in the in the in the dark, but in front of the phone, was beautiful. And um, and isn't that true of so many? Don't you hear that about so many mistresses where they're just that's their lives, right? They're just kept and they're sitting by, waiting by the that's phone. It. And and you know she's there, um, figuratively self-flagellating whilst. Um, but Van Alden literally is, uh, oh which we'll God. come to in a second. But uh, anyway, so so bad luck for Margaret, um, and it'll be interesting to see. But but just before we move off, her, can we just let we got to touch on that conversation yes. with the mistress? Thank you, thank you. My yes. look, wasn't that something? Oh, what a else? battle between the two of them! Wow, I mean, we so, go Bethany. Yeah, no. At yeah. first, I was like, "Why is she changing in front of her?" And and I kept asking that question. I'm like, "Well, this I, that would never happen." And then I then what she p- progresses to do, it's revealed that she just shows her the goods and is like, "This is what I got. It's really good, and I'm not putting on those undies for you. How about that?" I know she <laughs> just got no. naked in front of her. Great, great direction to to tell the story a show don't tell moment as we say but to not put the lingerie (laughs) on for her and for to be like yeah and i'm actually i've had kids and i'm actually secure with this and that's all you have but you know what when she tells her story right wasn't Mm -hmm. i love the way she did that she reveals so little tell what was the story was about the Uh, about about a about an old guy who comes through the town with some like performing bantam rooster and by the first year it was it was magic the second year we giggled and the third we didn't show up bored and just yeah and maybe your cunny isn't quite the draw you think it is was the punchline right (laughs) I mean, amazing. I mean, A, the, 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 the vernacular of the time, that's like a modern vert, like, yep. you know. The battle right was Shakespeare, great. Country it, was, it was really, how, she showed how superior she was. She showed she's willing to take the next step, which is, you know what, the first time you came in the store, you slapped me all around. I let it, I let this other dope boss slap me around. Fine. Now it's like, you know what, all right, let's go and step in. Let's step outside. Let's step inside the room. Yeah. Let's stay, let's let's. And, I will take she, off my clothes. She to you. reveals so she she. I mean, she's revealing this. We we see this steel side of her. It's still through with this. Like she has this delivery Tough and it's game. all open and in and she seems quite soft. And then this like steel comes yep. out. Well, you I know, loved. I mean, Corey. I mean. It, it, I know, like, my hardcore Irish friends. I know, Corey, you, you lived in Ireland. You're Irish, too. Like, that's one of the things they love about the great Irish women is that they're supposed to be so strong. <laughs> they're very sweet, but they're supposed to be so strong. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And fierce, you know. And so you're seeing it in this woman who came over on a boat. And as we learn a little more in Xbox, she had uh, a miscarriage, you know, at 16. Right. I mean, she's been through her pains and suffering, but... That brought the the bimbo was no match for her. Absolutely, no not. match. She just croaked her. She knows she knows she's on the way out from the moment we see them at the beginning of the episode, and she scratches um, Nucky's I'm a, chest. I'm a I mean, tiger she's, cub. She's, she's she's lashing out. She doesn't she, know how to do right. it. She knows she's, she can feel it. But what is a but a tiger is it's it's just interesting because if she really is a tiger cub, that means she could grow into a tiger, something more meaning could be going to the FBI. It's the feds later on. So if she's just a baby cub, you know, it's the first thing I wrote down. They talk, uh, like, uh oh, like she up. could grow up and become mm-hmm. something more. You know, well, something more nasty. That, and that's the woman scorn, right? That's the no. true woman scorn right. we talked about. And she, that you're going to feel it from her. But and also, you know, I mean, um, Margaret is 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 sort of she's. It looks like she's she's rising up, but then she's she's pulled back down by the end of the episode to nothing but a mistress as well. well because so are we're, they back we're, on early no, level we're, we're going to continue to take one step forward, two steps back because now you've you've gone into Dante's Inferno. 
Welcome to it. Yeah. It's, it's even like the life of crime, the the mob life. It's never. You're always going to, yeah, you're having those moments. You're, and then all of a sudden, nope, your phone's what, being tapped. What, what I loved was, uh, you know, that moment when she, she walks out. She says, I quit. And then cue, they cue the music. I know. That was and, one of my favorite. I loved yep. that music there. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was well and, done. And you know what's interesting, too, with, before we get off on the scene? That why I, I thought the writing was so great. It wasn't just the battle between the two. What was revealed in Expos? The bimbo talking about the mistress talking about Nucky. He's a Catholic who feels bad and thinks he's going to hell. Yeah. And she made it very basic, but also to me that rang very true. Yeah. And then he tries to get nice, but sooner or later he comes back to you know he goes back to the dark side. Now, did, did Kelly McDonald use a body double? In that, for those I, shots, I because it was very, like, uh, we, we see her take off. I uh, think so, because you didn't see her, like, full. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, we probably, saw her taking probably. it off, but then when we had the shots of, of her naked, I it was... I was wondering that myself. Because then also, when she's in bed with Nucky later in the episode, she has her top on, and I'm just wondering what, what if it's... where the line is here between what we're learning about Margaret and what we're learning about what, what's in Kelly McDonald's contract. Yeah, I, well, I, think, I think it's probably in her contract. Yeah, I, which I, mean, I like. I, I think it's fantastic, and... and I see why it is because there's so many breasts in so much of it that mm. it would be awkward for us not to see anything on her. So she, it must be a body double. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, then talk quickly uh, about. Oh, so sorry, there's just one thing left. Um, when when they're they're doing that like push in shot with her on the phone and mm-hmm. she's so sad and mm-hmm. the phone's behind her. I love that little bow on her dress, right. like because it it just it it's it says to me visually, isn't this the per- perfect package? Yeah, and she looks so sad, and yeah. it's just those little details that make me love the show. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she did look delightful and ready to go. What the hell are you doing? I'm banging that girl. <laughs> <laughs> banging wasn't that? So we saw we saw one banging scene. Um, Lucky banging Jillian, and uh, he <laughs> wasn't that a great reveal. When when um, Rostein tells him, yeah, that's not his wife, that's his mum, and he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I loved seeing uh, Lucky go against Nucky. Yeah, that was a great scene, wasn't it? Well, I loved seeing. I really thought Bashemi stepped it up again. Like he really, I, 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 I believed. Uh, you know, they were an even match. I mean, he had some muscle in the room. But and historically, he... it seems very accurate because Lucky Luciano is going to ascend to this great crime figure in American history. And we're seeing him, as she was saying, this is before they were stars. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing, now not Al Capone, like he's a smarter guy. This is one of the guys that they give credit to um, syndicated crime. That, right. that he's the, like the founding father of it. Right. So he's a smart guy and he's tough. But he's but he's raw and he's not that smart. He's not as smart as Jimmy. He's still more of a thug, but he's not as 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 much of a dumb uh, ogre as as Capone. Right. And you see, he's not backing down in there. And it, and look what it takes for the sheriff to really kind of knock him down. It was yeah. like a bit of a battle. It was. To kind of get him at least subdued. Um, and of course, they're, they're all getting their wires crossed here because um, the, the robbery that we see the very opening of the episode has nothing to do with Rostein, it, right? It's the, it's uh, what's his name getting his three grand for his debtors. Right. Uh, what's the, the, the bloke who's, um, whose distillery got shut down and he owes these guys Ignatius, oh, the three brothers? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Doyle. 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 Doyle's behind the robbery, right? Yeah, probably. He, 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 well, he, 
he, he, he said to them in the last episode, Nucky has these delivery right. points up to whatever grand. Oh, I can get you three grand straight away. They're like, get it. Or, you know, my brother with his um, ah, hair okay. scissors now is going to come in. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. sure that's where the robbery comes from. Okay. Rothstein's not interested in... In the amount of no, cash he, he can get out of the purse. It's yeah. not, it's no much, way. It's that's much bigger. But we'll, that's that'll Doyle. be next episode. So, but, but it's going to bring them together. We, it's you know, there's this clash coming between them because all, of it, which coming. is which is really great. What I, what I thought was interesting is a, a great line from uh, Nucky, which I just kind of I love people who do business this way. I treat people like gentlemen until they prove me otherwise. Mm. You yeah, know? yeah, and I love that. Good like, line. Yeah, and it's you know, and 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 interesting too when the brother is. Um, being racist against Italians, De, you know, he says, uh, you know, um, you know, Dagos have that look. Uh, what was it? It was, I'm sorry, feeble-minded. <laughs> you know, what I mean? he's like, you know, that Dago look, and right. what look would that be? Yeah, you know, Nucky asked him. He's, but Nucky asked him just with with um, uh, with pretension. Yeah, and he says, you know, oh, feeble-minded. You know, those Italians, they don't respect rules, and you know, you just, I just love how Nucky is. It's it's he's not gonna he's not racist against any people. No, that's right. And he kicked like, that guy out. He kicked that guy out of his office. Remember? in the last episode as well for being a douchebag about that stuff as right. well. Right, right. Which I again I love to see and and you know and and uh, what what about the the whole thing with the roads, many roads to Rome. Uh, well, you know, I I love that. I, I, in the last episode, it, clearly it's Rome and Atlantic and only City. one to New Jersey. What, yeah. And once again, just great writing because we're tying to Italy, we're tying to Italians, yeah, and we're you know tying to this this one road that's that's there. But what was this thing? So so, but then um, Nucky finds out that the guy who he's trying to put in the White House has a pavement company. Um, so what what were the implications of that? I kind of wasn't sure about that. Uh, pavement company Obviously being road. Italians. Oh. So so that that person that yeah, politician he was, he, is supported by Italians. And he was and making which is money. The opposite faction. But I also right. think that he yeah. was this, this deal was 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 he was double or triple dipping on the deal. As what well. the, 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 the the guy quote headed to the White House, right? And what I love is you know when you I cringe when I hear. So what does that his mean? That he doesn't isn't going to. Uh, isn't going to invest in the get get the roads that he wants. What or? I think is, I feel like at least this this far, Nucky's a winner, right? Okay. And what I was cringing, I cringed every time I heard the senator's name because historically we've never heard this guy, right? Right. Uh, if this was if this was Senator Harding or you know someone that was going to be president or Senator sense. Coolidge, then I'd say okay, ah, that's Nucky. But this guy's a loser. Yeah, I've never so, heard his name. So, so and I was like, oh, I was cringing because I was like, oh no, Nucky, Nucky's putting his money on the wrong horse. So I like now that we have a little, okay, now this guy gave him a tip, and now Nucky's going to go, okay. So, but they're going to they're gonna help each other out, and he's going to get his roads. Oh, he'll, he's he'll Nucky. Get it, of course. He's, he's Lovely. All right, so um, finally let's talk about Van Alden, um, who, uh, wow, wow. Oh I mean, I, I, I love everything this guy does, and uh, wasn't that, I mean, he's got, he, he, he got her, um, Margaret what was the previous scene? What, what took place right before him? Yeah. What, so, whipping himself? Before, um, yes, before the whipping. Um, was him with the old, with, with the, the cranky woman in the bad neighborhood. Oh, that's no, right. No, and no, also, no, no. And, the, and the inspector, the head, of, the head of the police department surprises him. No, not his scene. No, I'm saying his scene. What was the, in I the, think, I think the, in the oh, actual. sequentially, um, yeah, what sequentially. is the scene I think right Jimmy before that? and uh, Al Capone with the five finger fillet. Was right before. No, no, no. no that was for the whipping. The um, uh, Phil, the oh, whipping. Oh, it was, it was. It was kind of the final it was montage. 
It was Margaret, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like the, oh, the it was so Margaret. And so I'm saying just great cut to. So it's like the, the one of the last lines was like, that fella is sweet on you. Mm-hmm. And we cut to a bed pot. Right. You know, and, and there, of course, is Van Alden in this like just run down crappy place yeah like with her immigration file yes um i thought he was i thought he was going laying out a towel to like <laughs> to bat off over her fo- over her photo it's my mic oh right okay. i don't know Anyway, um, and he ends up whipping himself. Maybe it's the L.A. weather. We've been having some bad weather. Yeah, maybe it is. Oh, well. Uh, We just push on? Yeah, yeah. let's let's barrel through. Um, All right. Uh, Yeah, so I I thought he was about to bat off to the photo, and then he lays out... um, What a great mislead that was. Incredible. I I don't know who the director was for this episode, but I'm kind of... Uh, It was Van Patten. Okay. The man. Uh, And I mean that back... And I was like, what, this guy's been in the war as well? And then exactly. I know, I know, I another thought exactly. Yep. And then all of a sudden he ties his belt into a knot and smacks himself. But so that, this is this is like, all of a sudden, I, I, it, it's like, um, what was the, um, the, the the book, the uh, Opus Dei? Um, oh, yes. Uh, the, the Tom it's Hanks not movie. The, is it, the, yes, The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code, yep. where they, that where, mm-hmm. like you see that self-flagellation. Um, so he he's, he's punishing well, let's, let's himself. Back up. He, so it's, he's punishing. it's been revealed to him that Margaret is in cahoots with Nucky, Nucky as, as a mistress or something. Right. And that she's, quote, a whore. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, we, the, at least the, the bitter neighbor uh, spills all this to him, which ha- has an effect on him. And now he's in, and we, he's also been dressed down by his superiors, who, by the way, clearly are working. Oh, clearly getting, Nucky yeah. And, they're getting money. The they're, they're totally trying to ter- derail his. Yeah, and, and they're saying to him, why did you pull this immigration file and all this other stuff? So, I mean, you now we come to this moment where he's whipping himself. I ask you both why. Why is he whipping himself? Uh, as punishment for his, his improper thoughts about I, Margaret. Yeah, no, pure, I, yeah, I, I thought it was... He's just such a hardcore Puritan. He puts, he's a Puritan. He yeah. puts down the photo of, of his wife so she can't see it. I mean, that was wonderful. And then puts up the photo of Margaret and, and yeah, starts... Yeah, so I've had... Penitence. I've, I've had, had feelings for this whore... You know, all along, and all she was was a whore, and I've taken my mind off, off my job and my oath, and and my oath to my wife, my oath to my job, and and then yeah, starts whipping himself. And again, I have said from the beginning, sociopath, and I still believe it. I believe that this guy is there's something is scary nuts. All right. Nuts. Well, look, that brings us to this our special segment for this week. Um, Phil, do you want to take it away? Uh, sure. So. Um so let's. I'm just going to sort of give you uh, the expanded version of how the show came about. I know uh, there's been, spe- you know, we've sort of discussed how it came about, and we know uh, Kevin and Bethany love the show. Paul and I like the show. We think it's getting better every every uh, episode. <laughs> but um, you know, it was a process in the works. Um, it started when Wahlberg and Scorsese were working together on The Departed. Um, Wahlberg and his uh, partner, producing partner Stephen uh, Levington. Um, they bought rights to the book Boardwalk Empire, and they felt that it could be made into a series. Now, Scorsese, in talks with Wahlberg on set, you know, was interested in producing a TV show. Back up. Was 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 this a fictional work, a novel, or was it? A... It was more historical. It was. Okay. It was more okay. historical. Wow. Um, and so 
so Scorsese wanted to get into TV producing, and so they will. They uh, Mark Wahlberg, knowing the film business is dead, cha-ching. Go ahead. <laughs> um, they so Mark presented him with this, thought it was the perfect idea, and they were like, "Oh, perfect!" So the two um, signed off as executive producers, and then HBO, having uh, Sopranos um, just about to end or ending. Um, sought out Terrence Winter to be, you know, the... The showrunner. The showrunner. And they were like, you know, we have Scorsese and Wahlberg on board. Was De Niro kind of uh, loosely involved early on? No. Never? Um, never. Okay. never. Phil, Terrence Winter, what's his, what's his background? He, was, he wasn't the creator, but he was a, he was a writer like on... Like higher-up writer of Sopranos. Yeah. Okay, and that natural progression David, from David second Chase or third was, command to becoming... Yeah, he's yeah, getting his own show. Okay. Yeah, David Chase was the uh, creator of Sopranos. Um, and so they want so HBO wanted to continue its relationship with Terrence Winter, and they asked him, you know, is there a show in here? Him being, he was, he just said, I don't care if there's a show, I'm going to find that show in there. Right. So he read the book, and he was, he said, absolutely. Um, and so, so he wrote out the pilot. It took him a long time. Um, and what he, what he gravitated towards was Nookie's character because he felt like um, all the other characters you sort of know. And if you know where they're going, the stakes aren't as high um, right. for him, you know what I mean? And so so he felt that he would take Nookie Johnson and switch it to Nookie Thompson so he could have a little bit more creative freedom down the line. He wrote the pilot. Um, Scorsese read the pilot, and he was like, oh, this is, you know, I want to I wanna direct it. And so that's how that came about. You got to be pretty happy with that. I, you got to be. But Terrence Winter did feel it was too good to be true. You know, it took a year. Um, before the pilot was actually started getting filmed, and uh, that's when that's when Terrence Winter took the opportunity to really um, hammer out his uh, his what he would see the show as. And the first thing that he did was hire his writing staff. One of the one of the first guys that actually was hired was Howard Coder, who uh, who wrote this show, um, the one we saw tonight. And uh, he was actually Howard um, is always sought after to uh, to write the Nookie. And um, Margaret Shorter scenes, and he's re- so. Wow. What I, so uh, the, I mean, the way Terrence explains it, when they write, they they start with a meeting, and uh, they sort of outline it, and then everyone sort of writes a section of the scene. So, um, so Howard would write the Nookie and Margaret interactions, and then Terrence would sort of get all this back and compile it into the episode. Wow. Um, Wow, that's fantastic! That yeah, so, so you re- so you really get to know intimately. So so always those interactions have a flavor, and whoever's doing the job on those scenes, uh, whoever Howard or is doing it great because I love those interactions. Always they're consistent, yeah, I mean, strong, you know, so. and it's a consistent voice. As well. That's, that's it. That's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And uh, so finally, um, a year passes. You know, the elaborate set for the boardwalk was built. And at this point, uh, Terrence thought uh, Scorsese wasn't going to direct it because of other stuff he had, he had in the works. But to his surprise, Scorsese did show up on the day of uh, production, and they made the pilot. And uh, you know, after that, there was no looking back. Um, one of the things, one of uh, Terrence's pet peeves about period pieces is that people try to use too much colloquialism. Um, you know, trying to remind you of what time period you are in. You know? Right. So he just he likes to remind every once in a while, but not go over the top with it. Um, and and he does like how he sort of created a padding for the historical ac- inaccuracies that we may see down the line, so yeah. that he can have the creative freedom to 
you know, take the twist that we are seeing already. It feels like it feels like these these kind of shows f- find success when when they when they give themselves that balance between um, a, a fiction and historical uh, accuracy, and between uh, and, in, and and language. You know, like uh, and I think Deadwood is a fine example of what David Milch did there yeah, in terms show. of having elements of um, of of the kind of vernacular of the time, but also then just like vamping it up massively, mm-hmm. and you know, sea suckers left, right, and center, and that became a voice that's, that felt real but was also imagined, uh, imagined and became the, 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 the show's own voice, and it seems like they're doing that a little bit here. Yeah, and, I mean, Terrence, actually, he, he studied that show heavily before writing the pilot, right. so, you know, he did draw from there that. And I would argue, though, Paul, I would actually argue the opposite. I would argue that Deadwood, and I'm hoping with this show, what, what seems so different about it, and this is speculative sure, on sure. both our sides, but what I liked about Deadwood was what ma- what made it feel so different or so surreal was the fact that it was the most real. It was people peeing in the corners right. of their hotel right. rooms. It was girls taking rags and wiping their vaginas after they had sex. Yeah, and 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 all of the politics that went on to to in a in a, in a time in our country where we were so separated from the law, from law and order. Yep. And people taking the law into their own hands and, and the greed with gold and, and seeing the original Hearst, uh, who was known to be a, a, have had ki- people killed. So I kind of feel like that on this show as well. Is, again, we're seeing the real Al Capone, not the surreal Al Capone in The Untouchables, mm-hmm. but the real Al Capone. Right. And that, that's really what I enjoy, and I hope they keep to that. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Phil, for that. And uh, that brings us to tonight's news and gossip section. So Michael Shannon, who plays Agent Nelson Van Alden on the show, admits he doesn't know how creepy he can be yet. Uh, Shannon traces this all the way back to his high school days. I would always play the old guy. I guess I had a good old guy voice. Well, he's sure using it to maximum effect now. Um, Shannon revealed also a little bit about Van Alden. Uh, and I quote, he's trying to be a virtuous man and he really believes alcohol um, is a scourge and should be wiped off the face of the earth. He wants men to take care of their families and no alcohol is getting in the way of that, Shannon said of his character. I think He's fit. This guy is fantastic. He's I mean, that, that he was job. absolutely creepy tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to talk about that? He's he's he's. Amazing. I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan. Yeah. Of what what do you doing. think, Bethany? You like him? I I I adore his commitment, and he. I mean, he's clearly very zealous. It, 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 like commitment's <laughs> right. a great word in terms of his performance yeah. as well. He has an extremely strong um, archetypal persona. Mm-hmm. Um, his delivery is is like very consistently flat, and yet it doesn't feel like it's put on to me. And, and it, what's really interesting about him is he doesn't look when he's thinking. He doesn't look as though he's judging. He, he's just kind of living through it. But the, there, at no point do I feel like he's really full-out condemning anybody. It's it's bizarre how he you know, has that balance. There's, there's a point of view that is so unusual, <laughs> right? His so perspective un- on the world. You know yeah. what's the trippiest thing for for people when for with these kind of characters? And, and I speak to people who didn't know Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. But the people know Brian Cranston on Breaking Bad. Okay, and you see this this uh, chemistry teacher with lung cancer who's who's very middle class in his lifestyle and the way he dresses and everything, and then you see him on Saturday Night Live with the tight beard, the great hair, and you see this handsome man. It's going to be interesting when we see Michael Shannon 
with long hair as the human playing different characters. Yeah. Because he's so committed to this one. Yeah. You, you know how you always have that. It's great. That, it's when, you, when you see, when you really get to know them, it's going to be interesting when we get to see him, the real Michael Shannon, in other movies. You're going to yeah. go, wow. Because... He's, well, it looks like he knows what he's doing. Well, speaking of seeing him, uh, just on this show, not to take it too far, but, uh, you know, he's always shot from the side. It's always a profile shot of him as as opposed to the other characters. You know, you kind of get that, but you also get the front shot. You know, we always see only two-thirds of his face. Right. Um, no, Jack- no, no, that makes sense because at the very end scene, we did get to see his full, like at the very the very end of it, right. they came in close on his reactions when he was... And yeah. yeah, and a lot of times himself. he is in profile and I'm, and I'm saying to myself, geez, as a director, I would have went for, you know, the, the front on to see his emotion, but they're always choosing... To, to hide it from us. Which is great. Yeah, okay. Jack Houston, who plays Richard Harrow on the show, seems to be popping up all over the place, not just because he's related to um, Danny and John Houston and is it Angelica? Houston. Houston. Uh, Jack Houston has been cast in David Chase's feature film debut. David Chase, of course, is the creator, as recently um, just just mentioned, of HBO's Sopranos. The film is a 60s music-themed coming-of-age story currently untitled. Oh, wait, this is going to be horrible. Who's Richard Harrow? On the show? Yeah. I'm um, sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I feel like he has a minor role, um, but... Corey, we... Richard Harrow, anybody? We'll look it up while you Jack, go on Jack to the Houston. news. Uh, Jack Houston uh, is... Jack Houston is... is, 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 is he's a, yeah, he's like the like a young British actor, right? Yes. Yeah, I know him. Like, I've, like I kind of know him. I've, he used to come into where I work all the time. He's in... He was in... Um, he was just in the Witches of East, Eastwick remake, and he really didn't enjoy being on it. If, if it's who I think it, it is. And he was also in... Who the heck is Richard Harrow on the show? Well, he was also on an ABC show. I, I haven't... That's great. Right. That's but wonderful. I don't know. Uh, I don't, he, have we he, seen he, he, this yeah, character Paul yet? hung out with him. Have we seen Maybe his we character yet? Maybe we just haven't yet, seen though? him yet. I don't think we've I, seen him yet. I don't know. I mean, okay, well, we'll be looking for Richard Harrow. Played by Jack. He's like a really dashing kind of young right. Johnny Depp sort of looking guy with a moustache. So he's definitely he's not he's not lucky. He was in Inception as well. Um, The film Inception. He had a small part um, playing uh, anyway. Maybe it's upcoming. He's been in five episodes. Oh. Oh. He's been and and as the character So it's not who I think it is. As the character Richard Harrow. Richard Harrow, yeah. Okay, so he's not Jack Houston. It's not the it's not who I think it is. I'll tell you right now. Well, how do you know that? Well, because otherwise I would have recognized him. Because I haven't seen him on the show yet. Maybe it's just good makeup. Who knows? Maybe it is. We'll have to go. We're, we're going we're to pick this up next week and fix it and f- find out what the get to the bottom of that. Anyway, Steve Buscemi will make a guest appearance on the upcoming sketch comedy series Portlandia. It's set in Portland and stars SNL's Fred Armisen and rocker Carrie Brownstein. Brownstein. The series debuts early 2011 on IFC. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be very good. IFC. You know the the adventures of the misadventures or the increasing poor decisions of Todd Margaret is going to be it's kind of a it's a it's a they've been teasing this show right on on Todd Margaret which is right. a, which is a very funny show too so I'm sure it'll be great all right and finally boardwalk executive producers Stephen Levinson and Mark, Mark Warburg have been asked by HBO to get another compelling period drama series going due to the success of boardwalk the pair have teamed up with author Malcolm Gladwell and screenwriter Charles Randolph who wrote the interpreter together they're creating a Cold War concept um, piece about a missionary who becomes involved with the CIA not much more is known at this time I just don't want to see a Rubicon come out of Breaking Bad. 
And what I mean by that is, right. please, that's not like try and like right get so cocky as AMC, like because we have such great that we we come out of the, we well acted, well shot Rubicon, but it's kind of so far in, in left field it can't help but alienate its viewers. Yeah, right. I just don't want to see that. Let's 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 keep going the way we're going. I tell you, Mark Wahlberg just continues to impress though, like just what you I mean, just would never have. I just would have imagined it. Marky Mark, who would have thought? And his new movie it looks amazing. Doesn't it? Out in December. Cannot wait mm-hmm. to see Christian Bale. His uh, Academy Award for Christian Bale's right, performance, time, right? I'll tell you. Um, Play Mickey Ward. Anyway, that is your AfterBuzz TV Boardwalk Empire news and gossip for today. Uh, brings us to predictions for next week. Uh, Bethany, did you see anything in the uh, sneak peeks of next week that got your... Um, Palette salivating. I, I, uh, not off the top of a my fire, head. Really, there's I a mean, fire. There's a fire. Yeah, the, ex- yes, many explosions. It, would, it was like really fast edited. It looked like it's going to be a lot of action. Um, um, uh, Kevin, do you have any thoughts about what might happen next week? Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have the boxer back. Chalky. Chalky's going to be back, which is great. We're gonna, uh, yeah. We're going to see... And I who think, does he get in front of? Rothstein? I don't Lucky? know who he gets in front of, but I know that Rothstein... I think there's going to be Rothstein, Lucky, and Doyle, and that whole clique are going to be comparing That's all going to come together, yeah. Yes. Yep, so it's going to be great. I really uh, hope that Margaret kind of, like, cools it and gets it together and, and doesn't blow up. That's what I'm hoping happens for her, because she has a beautiful new home, yeah. and she needs to keep it together for her kids. Yes, uh, something tells me, though, it's going to go <laughs> more towards... More ups and downs we're going to oh, get. Yeah. It's just going to be great. Yeah, it looks like it's really finding its feet, um, this uh, this series, and I'm very excited about Episode 7. Um, all right, that brings us to the end of um, this After Buzz TV uh, episode for Boardwalk Empire Season 1, Episode th- six. Thank you very much for listening. I mean, and you know, and talking about the predictions, like I don't even know who I want to see more of. I love seeing yeah. Al Capone in that world. Yeah. And I love seeing Nucky's world. I've never had this on a show. You know, yeah. I mean, I've always had those moments on other shows where I just like, Ugh, I want nothing to do with this part of the world. But well, that's a good. It's a, it's a great problem to have. Um, thanks, Kev, Bethany, and Phil for your time. Thanks, thanks Corey. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, tune in next time for more AfterBuzz TV. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzzTV. Yeah. This is the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs>